Hello and welcome to episode number 283 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, it's going. It's going. It is going. It's, it's January. It's, it's well, actually, going. it's February now. It's, it's Who knows? February. That, it That's, is going. That is crazy. Yes. It, it still feels in some ways like we're waiting for the year to start, where it was very was, much yeah. like, yeah, scream. Oh, what's the next one? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the wheels have fallen off. It's wild. Like, because we obviously did our upcoming horror movie list and like there's loads of stuff coming out this year um we just don't know when (laughs) um so yeah it's even like we're gonna have hopefully i guess a packed second half of the year um or or everything will just get delayed um because Mm. yeah there isn't really much at the minute i think texas chainsaw massacre on netflix in a couple of weeks is kind of like the next big horror film um So, yeah, we're already kind of uh, scraping the barrel, as it were. And I feel like we're definitely going to have to have a some chats about one Wes Craven very soon. Um, but this week, we're going to be talking about a movie uh, called Lamb, um, which kind of came out, I think, last year. Um, it was very weird, the UK release of this, um, in kind of classic A24 fashion, um, which <laughs> yeah, is why I am so very... Reliable. Yeah, and that's why I'm very worried for X, um, because, yeah, obviously we know that's an A24 film, and it's coming out in March in the States, but then it's kind of like, it's very much like a who knows, and a lot of the time, these types of movies, I think it was the same with The Green Knight as well, where, like, it'll just come out on demand in the UK, and it's just available, and then you're like, oh, cool, I can just see it at home, I guess, and then you're in that weird situation, like we were in with Titan, where we were like, okay, we can see this, but obviously we'd much prefer to see a lot of these movies at the cinema. Um, So then it's a case of, like, how long do you want to sort of wait and see if it just gets a theatrical release? Um, But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll worry about that in the future. Um, But obviously, yeah, kicking things off with the news... um, Again, really not too much to talk about. Um, throw a little scream story in here because obviously it is the hot topic right now. Um, and I'm definitely not sick of talking about it. I don't know whether it's just the lack of news in general, um, but I like it talking about me. scream. <laughs> it's a nice bit of positivity um, so far this year in the horror genre. Uh, you know, obviously kind of universally liked by most people, um, which is always good to see for a sequel because a lot of the times they can be utter trash. Um, and mm. I don't think this is utter trash. Um, um, but yeah, this is very positive, kind of a box office update. Obviously, this movie is doing very, very well. And uh, it did pass a kind of uh, big milestone over the weekend where it has now surpassed $100 million worldwide, um, which is always a very, very nice kind of tentpole to hit, especially for a horror film. Um Obviously, this movie apparently had a $25 million budget, so that is very, very good also. Um mm-hmm. That um, is so basically the movie has made 62 million in the States, um, obviously domestically, um, which have a guess what you think Scream 4 made in its entire domestic run back oh, in 2011. No. <laughs> oh, no. Like 30. 38 um (laughs) so it is already way over that um and overall worldwide scream 4 after its entire run worldwide um made 97 million so it has already surpassed the lifetime gross of the previous entry um which is obviously good news for the franchise um and is definitely like I say, is more in line with greenlighting a sequel, which again, as each week passes, I'm kind of shocked that they haven't announced it yet. 
um maybe it is just a case of getting kind of all the the contracts sorted before they obviously go ahead with it but like a lot of the times these things happen very quickly um you almost want to get those announcements out during the hype you know like yeah so it it seems mad to me that they've not announced it yeah i like say i genuinely i'll be surprised if with this time you know this time next month and we still haven't heard an announcement um my prediction would be a couple years away just too late yeah i i get that it's a two you know a while away but i just expect the mm. headline to hit and be like it's been greenlit let's go you know just, yeah you know while it is in the zeitgeist and everyone's talking about it and it's raking in 100 million you know i just like i say yeah i you know it, it's pretty much guaranteed to happen and, and the announcement isn't really you know i'm gonna just read it and be like yeah, okay mm. like it really doesn't bother me but it just feels like strange that they haven't actually done it yet Oh yeah, I completely agree, and I'm with you. Where like it's just inevitable. Like it, it doesn't matter if we want it to happen. It doesn't matter if anyone wants it to happen, or if it's going to be any good. You know, those are all things to worry about in the future. But like they're gonna make another scream. Like that is 100% guaranteed. Like mm-hmm. based upon this box office performance. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, congratulations to the movie. It's nice to see obviously movies mm-hmm. doing well. It's always nice to see horror doing well at the box office, um, especially when it is a good film a good as horror. well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly exactly um uh next up uh again this is not really too much to talk about here but it's just a nice little update on uh, our boy mike flanagan um just as a nice little confirmation of course he is the hardest working man in horror bar none um and basically he has now started day one of production on another tv show um which obviously we've talked about in the news um so this is the the fall of the house of usher um which is kind of based upon classic edgar Allan poe tales and this is the one that kind of he was quoted as saying was very bloody and graphic and Mm. very different to a kind of a mike flanagan more slow burn more weight sort of weighty drama i'd consider him to normally be doing and this sounded like a very different change of pace um and yeah this is obviously eight episodes with him uh, flanagan directing half of them um so mm-hmm. this isn't like, like this isn't the full you know hill house midnight mass treatment um as we said at the time kind of appreciate and oh, um <laughs> enjoy those while you can because there's no guarantee that he'll ever direct a full season of tv ever again i mean he literally said that he wouldn't do it after hill house and the only reason why he did it was because midnight mass as we discussed at the time was like his one project he always wanted to make and he put all of his heart and soul into it and i think it 100 percent paid off um but the fact that we're getting him to direct half a season is pretty cool obviously this isn't the next flanagan show that would be uh was it midnight uh club i think it's called um i always get it confused because it's multiple midnights i'm like like, is that right because that's (laughs) that's a weird name it's a generic name it's very similar to his last project and it's also Mm. the name of a video game franchise so it's like (laughs) it's the triple threat of me not remembering it um but i'm pretty sure that one is in the can and that is also a movie when i don't know what it's called or a tv show i just call it after dark yeah yeah i know i love those like generic names it's, like a thousand things are called. Name ever, yeah so i just call anything i'm unsure of i'm like oh yeah that new jordan peele movie yeah it's called after dark I'm like, oh, that'll do. 
so yeah obviously that we'll probably see that this year and that is more in line with like Bly Manor where I think he only directed one episode and then kind of overseen it so this is more hands-on um but yeah it's it's exciting obviously he's like I said the hardest working man in horror I would kill for a Mike Flanagan horror film right now yeah. because I think that after Midnight Mass I just don't see how you could possibly top that as a TV show um we shall we shall see because I thought that about Hill House um but I think judging by just how personal Midnight Mass was like I just can't see how he'd ever be as motivated ever again to make a TV show like top that removed now a little bit from Midnight Mass how Mm. how does it sit with the rankings with you now how how have you festered with it has 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 anything changed kind of now we're a few months past it's a good question because I think yeah at the time when it was fresh it was very (laughs) neck and neck and I think Mm. now even only what four or five you know months removed i think more positively about it and i think Mm. when it's when it's like the direct question of like what's his best work when i think of what is the most flanagan i'm like it's it's midnight Mm. mass like i Mm. love hill house and and i think it's genius and i don't know whether it's because of the fact that we kind of got that semi revisited season that obviously wasn't as good um i don't know but there's just something about midnight mass that like i really want to rewatch it and i definitely will rewatch it this year um it's it's just a special show it consumes my thoughts often i would Mm. say out of that and possibly last night in soho Mm. are the the two things from last year that i just keep romanticizing about and wanting to re-watch but also kind of not wanting to re-watch because Mm. i know it's a treat for when i do get to re-watch it it's almost like what we spoke about last week with a wes craven movie that we've not seen you yeah. almost don't want that to ruin, you know, to not have that anymore. And like, just in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, I've I've got a Last Night in Soho rewatch and a Midnight Mass rewatch at some point, and it's going to be special. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely happening. Well, it's lucky that we obviously gave those as our number one film and TV show of last year. Um, yes, almost like we, uh, you know. And yeah, like, speaking of like which. Because I did have this as like the last little update in the news. Um, <laughs> speaking of last night in Soho, obviously it is finally out in the UK um, as God. of yesterday. Uh, it did come out in the States a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, we have both now got this. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're obviously going to be talking about this in the coming weeks because this is an incredible release, the Blu-ray. Um, yeah. Touting over 90 minutes of bonus features. Um, you've got in-depth... Okay all in yeah, 4k yeah i know i love that as well because the amount yeah. of times you see features that aren't in in the 4k mm. or even blu-ray like i remember back in the day like even the arrow stuff like obviously the special features would yeah, just be like dvd, DVD quality. yeah um so yeah like this is you know deleted scenes all this kind of gr- like behind the scenes stuff of how they made all the shots which i just cannot wait to watch yeah. but then also two commentaries which again blows my mind um as someone who dies for these commentaries and, and when you see movies like when us came out that didn't have the jordan peele commentary i was absolutely devastated especially because his commentary for get out was so good um and so yeah this is an incredible release that i'm so happy to have like i'm so glad that my two favorite movies of last year both have incredible blu-ray releases mm. um it just adds to it doesn't it like where it's like it's already a movie you love but then it's treated with this level of care because the people behind it know that this matters and again edgar wright is just the man when it comes to this stuff because if there's two things i know about edgar wright he loves the cinema and he loves blu-rays um yeah. <laughs> so he's always going to get those like, things right you know, it's like peter jackson and you know mm. that like you're getting this care and creation over not just the movie but then the entire presentation of it post that and you know that edgar would have had a 
you know, obviously he's doing a commentary for it. Like he, mm. he, he is, he's he so hands on with this yeah. release of his product. And, mm. you know, then when you look at something like, you know, one of our favorite movies last year, Malignant, and I can't even get a UK four 4k version of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, really, you know, I have to get a Blu-ray like, mm. I, I, you know, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm like, well, I want my 4Ks now. And like, I don't want to wait for one in the future. I want to see the movie again now. And I can't get a physical, and I like my physical. Like, you know, why is that not curated for me? And it's just like, it's ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, Soho, Bosch, day one, and it's it's definitive. Yeah, like I say, it's so nice with these new movies because you get it a lot with the older releases, obviously. Mm. But like, yeah, it is something special because otherwise you are just buying like a very bog standard release. But I think recent years, like a lot of my favorite, like that is why Us is so noteworthy to me because that is such a boring Um, Blu-ray. Whereas like I remember The Lighthouse has great commentaries and like Midsummer and stuff. So like all of those other ones have had really good releases. And obviously this now joins the party. Like we'll obviously be discussing these features in depth over the coming weeks. But like it looks incredible. Obviously the Psycho Goreman was like, I think the Blu-ray of 2021. It was just absolutely Mm. perfect. If you're able to get that one from from canada um so yeah it's so good man i'm just i'm so glad it's out and if people haven't seen the movie yet obviously seeing it last year like this is the next best thing buying this blu-ray um and so yeah i hope people check it out because it's such a wonderful movie um but yeah that was the news shall we talk about this week's film yeah i guess we should (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about lamb Ah, where where to start with this little film? Oh, lamb. Or shall we say long film? Yeah, yeah. That's where we start. No, I don't even... (laughs) No, I got a good place to start because this was a funny thing that, again, we talked about when we watched um, Advent Calendar and then it was very much another thing watching this movie where... For some unknown reason, we're just loving our subtitle movies this year. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but what's funny is, I think, as we kept saying before, this just goes to show you how little we care about that sort of stuff. Because, again, this yeah. wasn't... When we were talking about a movie to cover, at no point did we even consider this really about it being subtitled. The movie um, genuinely started for me. And and then I was like, oh, it's subtitled. Because, obviously, yeah. like the, the lead... Um, We've seen in a whole host of um, English-speaking yeah. roles at this point. Um, what's her name? Naomi um, something? Anumi Rapace. Oh, or Numi. Rapace. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. We, we, you know, so you've like, got someone who's in it. And a few other things. And, and yeah, so I, I kind of, when I saw the trailer, I didn't really think of it. No. Subtitled. No, I don't even think I knew. And especially because, um, or, you know, I probably did when I first saw the trailer a while ago, but I've not seen it yeah, for like over six months. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like it is another one of these movies similar to Titan, um, that is kind of very lacking in dialogue. Um, so, you know, so a lot of yeah, the time you but... aren't reading lots of text. Like when you're watching Advent Calendar, you're very aware that it's a subtitled movie. Whereas this is one of those ones that like, it is just it's, so it's minimal the dialogue. Very... <laughs> very lacking of dialogue sound and camera movement move, camera movement at times yeah it's um, kind of almost I, got like that documentary style isn't it where it's just like letting things settle on the camera I, I a couple of times had to like check my like 
iPad to make sure it was not paused. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is a lot like, of, like say, still shots, which are <laughs> is an like interesting choice. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that as well. Like, because there was a couple of times where I, where where I had paused it to then go yeah. do something, and then came back and hit play, Brilliant. and then I was like, wait, is it playing? And then it was like, oh, her hair moved slightly, like it is playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which yeah. I wonder if that is sort of intentional. Um, but the other thing is... Well, because well, I know you're going to be pausing this movie a lot, is that why? <laughs> yeah, like, they ah, make everything you, look like a great still image. We're going to make it look like a still image. And to be honest, there is some gorgeous still images in this movie, I have to say. Um, but the, another yeah, thing as yeah, well is... Um, this is Icelandic, which I, again, yeah. I don't think we've covered an Icelandic movie for the podcast, which is nice. Again, like I love that we're kind of ticking off a lot of like, I should have obviously done this before. So this is just off the top of my yeah. head, but we've seen a lot of different language movies now. Like we, you know, this year yeah. we've obviously seen French in recent years. We've seen what Spanish we've seen Japanese. We've now seen Icelandic. Have we, I think we've seen, we saw German, didn't we as well? Um, yeah you know korean yeah and then you know we kind of get to like other english-speaking places as well like obviously we've hit canada and and we've we've canada we've done like australia Wales, haven't we yeah Yeah, australia like yeah so you know it's pretty pretty cool to you know kind of see how we you know how we do get to travel the map i think we've actually seen a crazy amount when especially when you consider fright first Mm -hmm. because i swear one of those was like an african anthology movie which is obviously super rare to get a movie from africa so like yeah we've seen like so many different which is cool like i love that because i think in general most releases as we've discussed before are american and so like whilst that will always be our bread and butter and especially if you look at our top tens over the last what five or six years they'll always be dominated by american movies that's just mm. that is just the film industry um but it is cool yeah. like I say to see all these different movies uh, from different countries um and especially like I say recent years they have started to really tackle the american releases like obviously in recent years with soho with saint maud like it's great to see hmm um but lamb yeah so what's this movie about well the title kind of tells you everything yeah (laughs) so it tells the story of kind of this um couple who um live on their own on their farm Mm. in slap bang in the middle of arse end of nowhere iceland (laughs) um where they have some beautiful mountains oh. and a farm and nothing else like it's i really want to live you know, there <laughs> i want to live there too i mean as long as they got good wi-fi i was gonna like, let's just I talk about that there. for a moment because that was one of my yeah. main things watching this movie where i was like i hate how dependent i am on the internet because i can't <laughs> live without it i just can't like yeah. it's it's yeah. impossible for me and i hate that about myself but i'm so jealous of these people that like fully live off the grid and they just you know make their own kind of i mean obviously there is like some communities probably a few miles away but like like say they're so isolated in in such a gorgeous part of the world i mean again i'd be able to get a regular lego delivery there i don't think you could no like i I mean i I could maybe survive without wi-fi these days amazon are pretty crazy so like maybe they'll send you a courier for free (laughs) delivery as part of prime yeah exactly but like this is one of the most gorgeous places in the world like iceland is just stunning and yeah everything about these kind of mountaintops and these this countryside was just oh my god like it really was the best part of the movie (laughs) was just seeing this place you know like like what we saw with midsummer Mm. it's just these places that are just like untouched Mm. and just so you know we live in a rural part of england 
but I don't feel super rural most of times, you no. know, and like but there's you know, we going... definitely live in like the the i guess the uk equivalent of like the countryside and so we do get to experience yeah. that kind of the beauty yeah. of nature a lot where we, you know but, we don't live even... in like a, a city or whatever no but obviously like seeing this it is mm. it is um yeah it, it is great and and yeah this couple is basically yeah they're just you know we get a good this this movie is split into three chapters yeah um, i forgot about the chapter much... thing <laughs> Pretty much chapter one is um, them just living on the farm yeah. and just kind of like really living mundane lives, just doing their chores, eating their meat and two veg and getting on with things and kind of... A euphemism. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, then it's lambing season and... Mm. Um, couple of lambs are born everything's normal and then out pops a third and um things go a bit weird yeah um i think kind of i mean i think we're going to get into like lamb spoilers at some point but basically yeah i was they, gonna really watch uh, the trailer and i forgot to because i really wanted yeah. to see how much they should but i'm pretty sure they show you like them walking around wearing a jacket <laughs> Yeah, I don't really care if no. I'm not going to be precious on spoilers on this one. Like, not you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, the final scene was. But no, yeah, I so fully that, yeah, back a... that because I, again, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure in the trailer they show it, and also it's it's also this isn't a brand new release. Like, this has been a while, uh, available for yeah. a while. So this isn't like when yeah, we saw Nightmare Alley last week when people haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, they like... are. Yeah, they a lamb is born that has you know that that they kind of are they take away and they start to mother and father. Yeah. And we kind of get this little bit to begin with where we're like, why are they, you know, why, why is she mothering this lamb and feeding it like milk from a bottle? Especially when she just, you know, two more have been given birth. That yeah. Well, I should say as well, and... like the, the movie's very purposeful in, only showing you the lamb's head like these yeah. really close yeah. shots and obviously during the sequence that you said when kind of it is it's being born it's like they're really shocked and you're like oh what's happened here like has this been some sort of miscarriage or something and then like yeah. you say then it, and then it goes from there so you're like okay something weird's happened and now they're like raising this yeah. lamb like it's a child but but yeah so then you know the rest of the movie is basically them raising their lamb baby Mm. and the, the the chapter two and chapter three kind of gives us time jumps in in life of lamb baby um but then the rest of the movie is pretty much them just continuing to live their mundane uh chore ridden lives just whilst caring for lamb baby mm. um and and yeah that 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 is the movie um <laughs> you know we have um uh, uh the 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 mystique around the first act i think of what is this lamb baby gets answered quite early on yeah and and i was you know i i'm gonna stop there but yeah it's 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 strange how early on it got answered really i thought it was going to be more of like 100 percent behind it and everything else and i was like oh okay we've got over an hour and 20 minutes left of this movie and i already have seen what this thing now is mm. now what are you gonna do um so yeah um yeah what did you think of this one man oh you want me to start do you um yeah because I, I i need I'm, I'm hoping that that you'll have less venom than me <laughs> i quite liked it um i'm, I'm not even joking either like i did i didn't hate the film um i do think there's a lot that's bad about it and i think we'll get into that but like i did enjoy it for just how 
um bizarre it is first of all um definitely unique i've never seen a movie like this but also i really just appreciated the commitment to the concept because the concept is ridiculous and so like as soon as that is the concept of like here's this family raising this lamb you're you're kind of expecting that to either be thrown away at some point or like it's not you know what you think is happening is not really what's happening like it's in someone's head or something like no it is just straight up what you think is happening and so like i did appreciate that that was just the level of ridiculousness where it really was someone came up with the idea of like oh yeah what if people just raise the lamb as if it's a child and then somehow that movie got made um some people shouldn't have ideas to make movies that's, yeah that's what I'm putting out i kind of agree and I, but I do again i respect someone's right to make this movie um i would never watch this movie again in a million years um it's nowhere near worth investing a hundred minutes to watch it but I am kind of glad I watched it because I did enjoy it for what it was. Um, I think that there is a problem which is kind of the middle of the movie. Like, I, there was something about just seeing them living that I appreciated in the first 30 minutes um, where, like you say, it is ridiculously slow. And I think that was the thing of going in, I fully expected a classic a24 art house slow burn so i was like okay i this is i know this is what i'm getting so i'm ready for it like just hit me over the face with your arrogance and, and let me just see what you've got and so though i was like pretty much enjoying it and like i say because of the fact that it was just so beautiful where i was almost just like googling like icelandic retreats while watching the movie um i was gonna say you just love the look of iceland, oh, <laughs> just dude, it, live looks, in iceland. it looks incredible like they say every every image look would go look great as a desktop background like it is just a stunning place and so i think that the movie did a good job of capturing that which i do think is intentional um and then oh, yeah we get into like okay this is kind of weird that they're raising this lamb but i am kind of invested in it like how cute it is and like i'm like okay like i'm glad that they've kind of got this thing to look after now and again there's a lot that i'm expecting to happen that just doesn't where like i thought there'd be a lot more story um that like there's a scene early on which i think is one of the first dialogue scenes because there's a there's only you could count them on one hand probably the amount of like actual you know dialogue scenes that mean something in this movie um mm. which is like the breakfast scene and he just offhand says like oh they invented time travel and she's like oh would you want to go forward in time and he's like no i'm pretty happy in the present which is like a sweet thing to say and then she's like mm. oh but they could probably go back in time as well and he was like oh yeah and then that's kind of like the end of the conversation mm. and you're like oh okay like something's bad has happened in their past the fact that you're a young couple who's like looks like you're grieving i'm i'm gonna assume it's something to do with children like you're mm. kind of like making a lot of these assumptions where like you can you can pretty much make the assumption that something has happened to a child of theirs yeah. um and so like that was an interesting setup and i thought it was done in a fairly subtle way that i enjoyed without the kind of movie hitting me over the head with it and so then getting this like replacement child in this like lamb baby is really interesting and then once you get that reveal that is like very shocking and quite early like definitely early i would say then it's like right where is this movie gonna go and it, and it just doesn't really go anywhere and so i was like okay i'm kind of still digging this but like the more i'm seeing of you raising this lamb the less the more boring this is becoming the um the kind of the gimmick is wearing off so to speak and now i need story and characters and plot development and you're just not really giving me that and then we kind of get introduced to like the 
third character of the movie um mm. which is like the brother mm -hmm. um of the guy and so i was like oh, okay this is cool like you're adding a third party like he's clearly going to feel very different about the situation than they are because they're so hands-on i'm like okay this is going to be an interesting dynamic very icelandic as well aren't yeah um so i was like okay this could be cool and then i just didn't like the way they went the direction with this brother character at all um like especially the relationship he had with the with the woman it was just i just didn't like no, any of it and like cool. i liked it to begin with his reaction to said lamb because he kind of reacts as you'd expect which is like a, of horror and shock and confused and you know confusion but then he very quickly just becomes like enamored with it like they are and so then you've just got three people with the kind of the same point of view which makes it way less interesting so then the film is like oh, okay this is how we need to make it interesting by the lamb is now irrelevant to like the brother stuff with the with the woman which again i just didn't find any of that interesting and or satisfying mm -hmm. and so that was when the movie really hit a brick wall for me. And then I was like, right, I need answers to this lamb stuff. You've already kind of been teasing with like the, the random sheep that kept appearing, which again was cool, but that's another plot point that I think is just taken care of way too quickly. Like I wanted to see that escalated. Um, and kind mm. of, she just finishes that very quickly. And I was like, man, like this could have gone somewhere really cool by having like a million sheep outside the house at night and stuff like this. This could have been really <laughs> awesome, I think. And they just didn't go that direction um and then by the time we got to the finale i was just like okay are you gonna give me something satisfying and we got like a three to four minute scene which i thought was cool um and then the movie ended and i was like jesus christ like is that seriously like the ending to this movie like where i was like i was really invested and wanted to know what was going on and that was not the way i should have viewed this film like i should have just viewed it for the fun visuals and the quirky concept and that was about it and I think as a a movie, it just completely fails because this runtime is a joke. Like this would have been, I think, a fantastic 30 minute short. Like it would have been yeah. awesome because I think it's I really like the way the movie's directed. I think as we discussed, like it is different where it is just a lot of static shots um sometimes of things not happening like it could just be here's a mountain for 30 seconds and i'm like yeah that's a really pretty mountain or it could just be like here's you know them doing their chores for the hundredth time so it is like an interesting style this very like documentary style um which i think works for this movie because it kind of added to the realism of it which i think it needed the realism because the concept is so ridiculous but i like that it's played so straight because i remember watching the trailer and thinking like this looks like a comedy. Like <laughs> there was bits in the trailer that you see out of context when it is like walking hand in hand with them in like a little right cute little rain jacket. And you're like, what is this film? Whereas actually it's played not for laughs at all in the actual film. Um, and so, yeah, like by, I just, it, 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 this is a frustrating one for me because I didn't hate it at all. And I did quite like it coming out of it, but my God, is this like a frustrating way to spend a hundred minutes because you i could you could make a a 10 minute youtube video that would give you the exact like positive stuff i took from this and again like we yeah. talk i know we talk about runtime a lot and it's a shame how much it gets brought up but these are the movies that are the perfect example of that of like even stretching this to 80 minutes is a crime because there isn't yeah. because there isn't 80 minutes of story here but stretching it to over 100 is like you're you're 
pissing in my face at that point where it's like you just mm. don't respect my time at all as a viewer no. and so that does annoy me because like they do so many things that i think are great and like say this is such a unique film where i don't think i'll ever see a movie like this and i and again i think it's the type of movie that you do only see from different countries like i just can't imagine this movie being made in america i just can't and so for that reason i do like it but as a movie and it, and, it, and i think one thing with a barely touched upon as well is like as a horror movie um <laughs> i mean we'll probably circle right round to that because i literally one of my notes was like what even is horror anymore which i think we'll get to <laughs> afterwards um not this though, no the answer but like um, yeah it's it's a bizarre one i definitely think i kind of got more from it than what you probably did but what did you make of it yeah i mean i i didn't like this one i think um you know what you've said there I I can see, and the stuff you appreciated, I got a passing, uh, you know, a fleeting kind of little bit of enjoyment from. Mm. But uh, it, it it cannot last when the film is so mundane and boring. I think kind of, you know, the film the film looks gorgeous, the location is gorgeous. But if I'm going on holiday, they're cool. <laughs> but if I'm watching like people just labor on a farm and do nothing for for an hour for nearly two hours, I'm like, no. I think kind of the the concept and the leaning into the concept kind of thing you spoke about, I, I get they did lean into it, but it it just is so just boring, mm-hmm. I think, when you actually see it. It's just like, oh yeah, there's just a there's just a lamb baby. It's a it's a person with a lamb head, and they're just going to treat it like it's a normal person, and that's going to be a bit weird. And it was funny in the trailer, like, and it was it was like, oh, that's that's funny. They're playing it straight face, and then for like five minutes, like I was kind of like had a little smile on my face, like, oh look. But but I think two things are the problem is with that is that that takes fifty minutes to get to. <laughs> so by then, I was already checked out, and that may just be me, and it may just be that where I'm at with things. But like, yeah, this movie, as a twenty minute short as maximum, would be cool. Like, give me, give me that scenery, give me their boring lives, give me a few minutes, you know, give me a bit of the lamb baby, and then, then we can have the finale. Um, you know, and and anything above twenty minutes is a crime for what this for what the content of this is um and and i think that's the problem where uh you know you said it when you were talking about it how they do not respect your time and i'm like uh, and i just think like if if you're not going to respect my time i'm not gonna i'm not gonna respect everything else that's in the movie because you've wasted so much of my time just tell me a story that's just not worth it and i want to primarily watch movies for storytelling and, and give me content and you know i can watch um last week is exact you know a great example where that movie is gorgeous and he is trying to give me art on you know through the camera lens and he delivered on that but he also gave me a banging story and so i'm going to watch your art and i'm going to enjoy your art whereas this looked great but i'm just like there's nothing there's absolutely nothing to to get your teeth sunk into and enjoy other than oh yeah it's funny they're raising a lamb yeah you know and 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 that just wears very thin after like I say, the fact that we don't get it for 50 minutes and then it wears thin after 10 minutes. So then we have another 45 minutes of just mundane living their lives. And and yeah, I think kind of 
the brother was the character that needed to give us something. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see why the husband and wife, yeah, clearly dealing with a tragedy kind of have have projected, you know, um, clearly like their child's name and everything into this lamb baby and are going to be all in on it. And I kind of needed the brother to be the voice of reason and rationality and also to give the turmoil give that kind of you know not not even horror because i'm i'm not even i'm not all of this entire conversation isn't talking about a horror movie this is just talking about the movie that we happen to see this week and i didn't need him to come along and be like oh i'm gonna kill you like but i just needed him to be some conflict or some rub against what they were doing instead of him just being like oh yeah i'll just sit on the tractor and peel potatoes all day I'm like, yeah, I needed, I needed you to do something else, man. Like, you know. And then and, when his um, conflict is introduced, it's got nothing to do with the lamb. Like, it, well, it yeah, would be exactly like, the same if they just be... had a normal child. Exactly, or no child. He's just like, I'm going to be mm. creepy with the wife, and we, we obviously had something at some point, and I'm just going to keep being weird about that. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't. Yeah, it's want just that. very B6 soap opera character work, isn't it? Of like, well, yeah, let's introduce this character. It's yeah, it's just... and and that's why I just think actually. Like, other than the fact that, yeah, there's there's a lamb baby and that's weird. Um, everything else is just awful in regards to what the content of this, this film is. And I think that's the thing. You have to take away the other stuff, I think, uh, for me anyway. And, and I just, it, it just bored the hell out of me. And I think kind of, um, it it's it, it gets to the point that it's being obnoxious with those long takes to me where... <laughs> You know, we, we've got a tractor in a field that's not moving. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's pretty. But, like, I don't – I'm not wanting to watch that for 45 seconds and then get a mountain for 45 seconds. How like, else are you going to fill this runtime? <laughs> don't, you know. And, and I think that's it. Like, because especially, you know, it, it is almost silent at times. And, mm. you know, again, like, I look at something like The Lighthouse, which is all about isolation and, and, and kind of – going into that you know stockholm syndrome and and going into madness and kind of you know but the location was interesting and and the visuals were more interesting and the sound was more interesting so when we got those shots that that was firstly add into a story that then was giving me content for a story but also looked better whereas when you've got this you've got a story that's nothing and then you've got this you know these visuals that have nothing other than visual and I'm just like it just it just was very strange to me the whole thing and um in an unenjoyable way, which is which yeah. is the bottom line for me. And I think um you know, c- coming out of it, I just I, I feel like it's a joke. I think that's how I feel about it, where I feel like it's someone that's kinda, you know, very talented behind the lens and can capture, you know, this this beauty, but it's almost kinda I it just feels like a bit of a troll where I'm like Yeah then they kind of just shove this really just silly concept in there that is nothing more than than really a silly concept that then doesn't ever get fleshed out and like especially when we get to the final few minutes like that's just 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 weird like just so weird like the finale of this movie is just like oh, okay this is just kind of batshit and this is just the world that they've given us and it's not you know, I'm down for batshit. Like, you know, give me malignant and and like I'm I'm fully into it. But yeah, this I just yeah, like I say, I, I just couldn't buy into it from start to finish. 
these are the movies like this for me are like the most frustrating and i think because mm. this for me this isn't um like a lost cause like i think we see certain movies that are just bad and yeah, like and that, just terrible yeah. and so i think yeah. that this is a movie that i would actually even though like and i'll say it again i did like it but if someone said this is a bad movie i probably wouldn't disagree with it because like, ultimately it is and but i still enjoyed certain aspects of it and i think that is what is so frustrating to me because you get like such a I, again i think the concept is very cool and is very cool for a horror film but then you have to expand upon that and i think you've got so like the the cast is fantastic they're really believable in these roles i love the way the the film looked as well and kind of the location and everything and i actually think that the style did work but it was just again that would work in a much shorter story or, or a much shorter film that actually had a story because the, the story yeah. of this movie you could write on the back of a napkin in five minutes that's how much yeah. story is it, in it this film genuinely feels like i wonder if this was a short like because it, it genuinely feels that way where it feels like a test doesn't it just to prove yeah, like your worth but like as a film it just doesn't work yeah you know you've got uh you know give me five minutes of them living their lives give me 10 minutes of life with lamb baby and then give me five minutes of the 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 finale the, you know the last five minutes mm. of the movie and i'm like oh, okay that's a really weird like if we saw that at a fright fest yeah in, i'd like, love it short movies for 20 minutes i'd be like lamb was weird and ma- amazing and you should watch it for 20 minutes like mm. you know but, but when they then just feel another you know four or five times that runtime with with just nothing and they're like oh well, let's just add a brother and he can be a bit creepy and hit on and have a thing with the wife and you know then we'll just we'll just add all this other stuff it's just you know that's the, that's what you know when we saw what was it it was lights out one it was the big one yeah that, that had like the banging shore and then just was never a fleshed out movie. It's like, this just genuinely feels that way where it's just like this, you know, it would be a really cool short. And it was almost like it started to get done, but then, then the, the creators behind it got so carried away with shooting like hours and hours of footage. They're like, yeah, we could, we could make a hour movie out of this. And then they're like, well, actually I've got four hours footage. Should we make a four hour movie? <laughs> now like, nah, four, four hours, a bit obnoxious. <laughs> Shall we go an hour and 50? Like, yeah. Well, you know, basically I've got 45 minutes of tractor footage. So you just tell me, do you want 20 minutes? Do you want five? Do you want 40? Like, yeah. And that just kind of feels like that was the decision. making process. <laughs> it would be amazing to see like the lamb physical release. And they're like, we've got the 10 minute version. We've got the hour yeah. and 45 minute version or the six hour version yeah, and it has the exact same level of story <laughs> yeah uh, uh, i ju- do you know what i honestly if they did that it would go up in my estimation so much <laughs> like I, I would buy that i'd buy that release and i'd watch the 20 minute version and then respect the fact that there's a six hour version that i could torture someone with one day i'd watch it like, you you would watch it you especially had a fucking director's commentary <laughs> just like a really slow quiet one like over the tractor shots like yes this is our 50 second tractor shot of the movie this is our our six hour version of the movie with a two hour director's commentary we we weren't sitting down for six hours but we'll sit down for two (laughs) (laughs) it is it's just bizarre because it it, in some ways it sounds harsh but it it isn't because that is the film and i think that is why i come yeah i come from a place of frustration where it's like i'm 
I'm annoyed almost like a fan where I'm like, this could have been something that I loved. I know it could have been because there's so many things here that I still liked in a movie that actively pissed me off. And I'm coming out of it saying I liked it, even though like I fully understand your frustrations with it. And and like I said, I said before, like I'd never actually want to watch this again because there's a million other ways that you can spend a hundred minutes that get way more entertainment than I did from this film. But I think that it's like, again we talk a lot about scripts and stuff and it's like at no point did anyone think like this needs more because once you get like let's say the lamb that's acting like a child well we talk a lot about when when you get a script and it's like they pull every single idea from that concept where it's like something like don't breathe and it's like every question that was asked when they were writing it they put in the film and i'm watching this and i'm going like how does it speak? Does it speak English or does it speak, you know, Icelandic? How can it understand them? How does it communicate? What does it eat? But is it going to grow? How much of it is the la- Do you know what I mean? There's so many yeah. questions that what you can, can ask. What can do with the hoof slash Yeah, the, 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 the film doesn't even remotely try and answer. It just mm. says, no, it's their kid. And, and and you leave it at that. And so, like, like, one of the only interesting parts was, like, when the brother is, like, feeding it grass. And, like, yeah, it goes to take it with his hand. And he's like, no, 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 like, you're a lamb. Like, just eat it out of my hand sort of thing. And, like... Mm. Again, this that's one of the only I think it's the only yeah. example I can think of in the movie where like I oh that's actually raising an interesting question. I would have liked it if they leaned into that more. So he is like almost subtly turning it more lamb like. Yeah. Definitely. I thought that's and, what they were gonna do, yeah, and then they just yeah, they the, just abandoned that completely. Yeah, you know, the the brother was such a crazy character in terms of why mm. he exists because he comes in halfway through the movie, he dicks around for a bit and then just fucks off for the finale. Yeah. Like, he, he serves no real purpose. He doesn't develop anything. And, and yeah, whereas he could have, like I say, created this kind of, you know, bringing the lamb back to being an animal and kind of putting his stake in the ground saying, look, guys, this is an animal. Like, because he kind of does that. But then yeah. but then the next minute you see him, like, rocket cradling it, feeding it milk from a bottle. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. so that's, that's, that's just Well, he, he changes his compa- uh, opinion completely out of nowhere to the point that I thought something had happened that we were going to find that later on in the movie. Almost like the witch, where I was yeah. like, is he under some spell now? Like, what's going on nah, here? Because he literally does... Yeah, he just does a complete U-turn, and it's like, oh no, just because the movie wanted him to just be nice to the lamb at this point, which is just Baby annoying. Yoda, like, yeah. you look at Grogu, and you're not going to get... You, you can't hurt that. Like, yeah, but, what, I mean, it, but the yeah. the lamb is really cute. Like, I, yeah. I like the aspect of it. Like, yeah, and, and it was, not, you know, that's, that's what melted him, isn't it? Yeah, but why, why did he... <laughs> slight spoiler alert, but why did he even try and kill it in the first place then? Because I'm not going to try or Grogu. <laughs> yeah, but he never proper looked into its soft eyes. Mm. That was what it was. It was when he made the eye contact for the kill, he was that he then got broken by it. The other yeah, thing is, like well, if you like... stare in the face of a Labrador long enough, you're going to get, like, succumb to the charm. Yeah, but again, at no point do I think I want to kill this Labrador to begin with. Good like point, that's it, like it, the U-turn is not earned. Um, but I think with the the finale, even though the stuff that we got, I did really like, and and I wanted them more of it. The fact that the finale of this movie doesn't involve um the mother with the lamb is like crazy because we never get any resolution to that it's just i can't even remember like their last scene together and then it's just like the movie ends with like leaves in the morning yeah oh yeah that was it yeah Yeah. there's like there's no there's no conclusion to the most strong part of this whole film which is her connection to this lamb like that is just left completely to your interpretation about what happens and like that 
really frustrated me. And that's why, for me, I don't warrant this movie worthy of, like, in-depth conversation because mm. we have nothing in the way of story. And then we've got these little things that we've tried to pick at and they're so obtuse and then they don't link together in any way. You know, like, the whole thing about the mother that is nurturing this this lamb and raising it and everything else. And then, yeah, when we get to the final scenes of the movie, she's gone and then just rocks up and the movie ends. So we never get to see, like, her true, you know, feeling for it and, and where what her cycle's going to be or anything else. And I think, like, these films are at their strongest when they, when they lean into a mother's love and, and that mm. side of things. And, and we just, yeah, we don't get that because she's kind of, like, you know, she... I, I, I'm going into the final act a little bit here, but like she literally just like decides I'm going to lock the brother in a cupboard. And then after like, he's calmed down and sobered up a bit, she kind of opens the door and is like, come on, I'm going to give you some cash and you go off for a few months again, mate. Mm. Like, and that's, that's kind of how that whole bit gets us into the final act. And I'm like, it just makes no sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, just, it's really yeah, frustrating it's because I was expecting there to be a choice to be made, especially maybe mm. even from the lamb's perspective. And so, and yeah. the fact that there isn't a choice, the, the lamb is just a complete passenger in the finale. Again, is like very frustrating to me. Um, the last thing I guess I wanted to say because I, I mentioned it earlier <laughs> is like a um a thing that I put um kind of in the notes about what even is horror anymore, um mm. because. It, like this was obviously this is marketed as a horror film massively and obviously a24 involved in horror and stuff but mm -hmm. like we watched nightmare alley last week and we were terrified of covering it because we like didn't think yeah, it was going to be horror enough even though it was like from a director that we loved and, and we, we spend, absolutely we spent like half an hour apologizing that it's not really a horror movie <laughs> yeah, and then we then... watched this but, well, but like we loved the movie and we had so much to talk yeah. about and and to me it had loads of horror in it and then you watch a movie like this Why? that is being marketed as a horror and to me this is a drama and so like and again i have no problem with that because i think it's yeah i simulator because <laughs> i think a lot of movies you could say are dramas which is fair enough but like to me this whole thing of like oh if it just happens to have a little bit of violence in it it's therefore a horror movie it does frustrate me and so i think that my biggest conclusion which i've felt this way for a while especially as someone who hosts a horror podcast is that i can't stand genre like it genuinely pisses me off um i want to just watch films that look interesting to me in general i think yeah. most of the time they are going to be horror movies because we love horror movies but this whole genreification of films i think sucks because then i think you get instances like this where I, in my opinion nightmare alley is way more of a horror film than lamb but the way that these oh, were presented was completely the opposite and so like mm -hmm. it really frustrates me because i just want to see good films at the end of the day and so i think the the whole what even is a horror movie at this point like i it's an impossible question to answer so and what you're even... saying is uh next week we will be reviewing jackass <laughs> <laughs> i would want nothing more than that um <laughs> But I don't think the I don't think the maybe the ten people that would listen next week would have a great time, but uh, everyone else probably wouldn't. But maybe not that extreme, but like maybe somewhere in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. anything that is fascinating, I think, is a good conversation that we have hype and excitement for should just be on the table. Like because essentially, I think I think it's just a case of being you know for what we do for the show, we we. Um, 
uh, create it, you know, to make sure it is, you know, along the horror lines mm. in what we kind of perceive, you know, and I think that's, that's where we look at it and kind of, you know, I, 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 I look, you know, I thought back when we spoke about Nightmare Alley last week and I was like, I, I wish really I hadn't been so apologetic on, oh, it's not really, it's, you know, it's almost a horror and it has X, Y, and Z because by the end of the show, when we kind of added up the sum of the parts, I was like, mm. this is fucking ridiculous. It's more of a horror movie like we said it at the time, it's more of a horror movie than a chunk of movies will do this this year. Mm. And then suddenly we, we then watch the next week a farming simulator film uh, that's labelled as a horror movie. And I'm like, well, <laughs> and we didn't apologise once for reviewing it. And I'm like, what, what is wrong with us? Yeah. You know, it really is, is a problem. It, that is know? just like marketing, isn't it, in general? And like, right. and obviously that is ultimately yeah. what genres are in some way these days is that it is an mm. idea of telling an audience what a movie is about which is a form of marketing and so it's just yeah i don't know man i've always hated genre and i think it's just an easy tool to say like yeah i want to say i like horror because i do like horror but then ultimately what on what the he- what the hell does that mean because if you're telling me this is horror and nightmare alley isn't i like nightmare alley like whatever that is i'm into do you know what i mean like mm. so it's it is a very frustrating. It can be a very frustrating thing to discuss. Um, but yeah, yeah, final final word on Lamb. What, what's your recommendation for this bad boy? Oh no, no, just no. Net, don't, don't do it. Like you know, what I would say is if you're if you've like got a job where you <laughs> have a background on your computer quite often. <laughs> You could you could probably put this on as a, a, a 150 minute background on your work computer, and you, you'll get as much out of this movie as what I got for watching it. That is a great recommendation. Um, <laughs> I I can't recommend it. Unfortunately, this will be the first movie. That, this is the first movie of the year that I won't be recommending, but. I did like it, so like I haven't seen a movie this year that I hated, which is great, and I want to continue that. But this is definitely uh, the first one that I won't recommend because I cannot recommend a, a movie that's over 100 minutes that doesn't value my time like this movie does. Um, I, I will take a lot of positives from this, most notably that I really want to go to Iceland um, and that lambs are really cute um but this as a movie as a story i mean as a story it sucks so bad and as a movie ultimately the story drags it down to being a bad film even though so many aspects of it i think are really great um so yeah it's this is one that really disappoints me um but i will have a lot of fun thinking about this in the future um and i'm sure it will be name dropped in the future um because i think this is like the most quintessential in some ways like i don't even know how to describe it like it's it's so a24 to the point that it's it, it goes full circle and and like i say i think watching the trailer i didn't even know if this was like a parody of an a24 movie where it was like they 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 put all of the the interesting stuff like the well not interesting but like the way it looks and all that sort of stuff but they just forgot to make a horror film and they and almost forgot to put horror in it as well and they were like oh yeah like a24 stuff like we forgot that midsummer has like really graphic violence in it and is actually a really great horror film and it wasn't just like the beautiful landscapes and great acting um <laughs> so yeah it's a it's an interesting one for sure um but yeah that was our discussion of lamb uh, we would take a short break and we will be right back
So yeah, that is pretty much it for another week. Um, have you been watching anything mm-hmm. lately? No, bro. I think I'm done. Yeah, like, I, I've I'm not spent. been watching any other films. Like I've just I've been watching a lot of TV, but none of it's really worth mentioning, I guess, on the show. Um, been playing a lot of video games, which again we don't really talk mm. about those. I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls recently, which has been very, very right. fun. Um, in anticipation for Elden Ring, which is just I'm so excited. It's right. probably the most excited I've been for a video game in like at least three years. Um, so I cannot wait for that one. For me, basically, what I've been—I've already brought it up on the show, but this <laughs> entire week has been spent rewatching the Jackass movies. Um, <laughs> we can't talk about Jackass. I'm, I, I'm not gonna, but I'm just getting myself hyped for it and uh, watching those. So I'm not watching any horror or any other TV. Just I—I'm I, feeling every second of downtime watching watching the old Jackass stuff, and and I'm now getting irrationally hyped for the movie. One thing I will say is I'm always curious what the outside view, I guess, of Jackass is, because for us, yeah, it is pure nostalgia. Like, for yeah. me, my entire childhood, it's one of the ten poles of my childhood is Jackass yeah. on MTV. And so it'll always hold a place in my heart. And I do think that even though it is ridiculous i can totally see why people would absolutely hate it um i'm glad that it doesn't have like a bad reception like in the sense that it's not kind of deemed distasteful these days if that makes Mm, sense like it's stupid and it is stupid but i'm glad it hasn't gone into that part of people like oh you like jackass like that you shouldn't like jackass sort of thing it's it's almost like it's fine yeah like when i've like i've i've spoken about it at work this week and i've been like oh this, uh, like, am I, yeah, like, should I just, should I start talking about Midsummer instead or something? Like, that's probably, that's probably <laughs> yeah. better. Like, like, have you, have you seen the scene in Don't Breathe in the basement? Like, <laughs> just going to that instead. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it does, it, it, I'm glad it hasn't become like, yeah, this, this taboo thing because it is just pure dumb fun. And if, yeah. you, if it's not for you, fine. And like, you know, I, if someone's just listens to this this review of lamb and loved lamb and then hears that i'm sitting there watching jackass all week they probably think oh this dickhead like whatever but that's, that's, you know, that's me well i actually liked parts of lamb and like i adore jackass i always have done i always will do and i also cannot wait for the new movie but i wouldn't have mentioned it on the podcast yeah i just i just you know that's what i've done this week that's fair that's enough what i've done this week you well, know, yeah, that's how we'll be spending our weekend. Yeah, yeah. Looking exactly. very much looking forward to it, and and at some point we'll have yeah. to find another movie to discuss for next week that won't be Jackass. Um, I'm not going to put any promises out there that it's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like I, I, I mentioned uh, we don't always have to cover horror movies, and it's like a red rag to a bull with you, where you're immediately like, right, we're doing Jackass. <laughs> hey, my mind first went to. Not only did I get the Soho Blu-ray this week, I also got Ghostbusters Afterlife. So oh, I Christ. Think, you know, you have to think yourself lucky I landed on Jackass in the end. Yeah, no, Soho spoiler cast I'm down for, but yeah, we're not nothing else. Um, <laughs> but no, I think it's I think it's time. Like, we've we've kind of kept it in the vault for a little while because I don't want to... I, I, think, I think it's time for Wes because yeah. we... We always need to pick me up, mm. and even even if you you know enjoyed parts of this movie, this this movie was a chore and wasn't great, and we <laughs> need to pick, and I need to pick me up, and and you do too after this. Yeah, you just um you know it. Yeah, we need some wares. 
Yeah, well, we're going to keep the train going of movies I've liked this year. So hopefully that uh, Wes doesn't break that streak because that'd be very disappointing. But yeah, we're going to be talking about Deadly Friend, which is an enigma in itself, even looking mm-hmm. it up. Um, because, yeah, neither of us have seen this. I think out of most of his filmography, including kind of like the, I want to say five or six that I hadn't seen going into this overall retrospective last mm. year. Um, this is probably the one I knew the least about um because it doesn't ever get talked about at all like i obviously i'd heard stuff about um oh god i forgot the name of it now was it deadly blessing yeah deadly blessing Blessing and swamp thing i hadn't seen either of those prior to obviously when we discussed Mm. them but i knew quite a bit about both knew like the general plots and like actors that were in them and stuff whereas i couldn't tell you almost nothing about deadly friend like i i think it's a little bit sci-fi but which is weird for wes so i'm kind of excited for that yeah um that could be wrong but um i other than that i know nothing about it (laughs) i thought it was too because i think i I think I have a rough idea of the plot, and I, I won't go into it because it'll be fun for you. No, no. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I've got a. I, I think it is sci-fi-ish. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting one because like this will be the least that either of us have kind of known about a film going in for a Wes Craven mm. one. So uh, yeah, it's got to follow up the uh, the last two bangers, which was a Nightmare on Elm Street and The Hills of Eyes Part Two. So. No mean feat, shall we say? Arguably, yeah, I mean, arguably his best two films. Yeah, we will see. Not on, not on our list though, but because uh, <laughs> we're not that crazy. Not <laughs> but someone out there might think that. Who knows? Be, get in touch. Yeah. I don't. Th- I genuinely don't think that person exists. Let's be honest. Like, though, I would love to have them on the show if they do. Um, but I don't think anyone is as big a fan of <laughs> of, of the Hills yeah. of Ice Part Two as we are, and even we didn't put it at number two. <laughs> um no i mean i was prepared to yeah um, he was <laughs> but then well no i was prepared to if you wanted to but mm. then common sense prevailed for both of us i think i can't I where did like, we where do you remember like, where we placed it in the end was it number four i think it might have been yeah i think common sense just prevailed it must have been um, four yeah well obviously we'll do we'll yeah. redo our list next week but i'm like yeah. sh- surely it, we didn't put it above scream or scream four <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think we did. I think, yeah, we we were sensible with it, which which you know, in in hindsight, is a little bit disappointing. I love that it's sensible. We put it above the hills of eyes. Um, <laughs> last <laughs> night on the left. <laughs> For us, that's sensible where we put it. All right. Oh, very that's sensible. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll stand yeah. by that till the day that I die. It is a great film that people should yeah, check out that, that, underrated that should be higher on our list let alone <laughs> Listen, everyone else's. every week when we do a ranking was craven the list gets reopened to interpretation i know i so, know i'm worried i am because until we see the final movie for the ranking um that list can change at any point top to bottom all all places are nebul- nebulous until the very end so very exciting i'm looking forward to it now even just giving ourselves a little I'm, teaser for it i'm very much looking forward to checking it out i'm definitely i'm definitely excited for it and that's what i needed and yeah. also i feel like now i'm like hmm can i have a moment in time where hills of ice part two is number one and then we can go back to to, to, to regular time no you know, want... that's just you, you cheap. know no that's just you know, cheap you know... <laughs> You know, like the, 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 the fun time that we had when Avatar wasn't number one. It's like, oh, that yeah. was a fun little, little blip. And then, yeah. and then, you know. 
I just yeah. I just don't want to cheat because then it looks like it's a gimmick. And listen, our love of <laughs> Hills of Ice Part Two is not a gimmick. It's it's right, legit. We'll <laughs> would, yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say that's fine. Listen, we'll have this All conversation right. next week after we've seen <laughs> hopefully an underrated gem in Deadly Friend. Um, but yeah, that you was. was I'm excited. I know, very very exciting indeed. Um, but yeah, that was episode two hundred and eighty three where we discussed lamb thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone